Three, two, one, sink. Hello, Anitrenders, and welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast live on, well, not live, but recorded on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the other platforms that we are available. Uh, I am your host, Quok, alongside with... Actually, I think Nick starts today on hey, my side. I'm starting first. Okay, it's Nico. Welcome to another another season that's somehow more stacked than the previous season i know right <laughs> hi everyone this is gracie hopping back and forth between girl taku and this main podcast yo welcome to the media hour <laughs> i guess thank you betty <laughs> honestly one day we'll, we'll have a segment it would just be called the media hour and that's oh, where we'll not. have everyone bring steak over or something <laughs> <laughs> Too late, you signed up for I it. I want already. all of this to be edited out, but I know it won't be. Nope. So, uh... J- James, keep it in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is your hand raised? I was about to say, so so Gracie, I I guess as the person who's watched the most anime this season so far, how are you able to actually manage watching like twenty shows this season? Because I've this is the first time in a while where I'm like, wow, I I can't just pick like three or four. There's like seven or eight shows that i'm like wow i guess i'm gonna follow this as the season goes on so how i manage to watch it is i make myself feel better by exercising while watching it um, wait that's impressive oh, smart. so i don't actually like to exercise at all and because of that uh my roommates like all the ones in the past and current will attest to the fact that i am very physically weak unfortunately and so my parents thought of a brilliant idea because they realized I could they can never get me out of my chair because I'm always watching anime to buy me like a bicycle with a desk. And so I could put the laptop on the desk while cycling. And so I've essentially been getting in a lot of exercise, to say the least, for this season. So um, so as for how I juggle it, I really just I keep a schedule. And the minute work is done, I put down my work laptop, open my um, open my home laptop, and just start watching it, like, one after the other. I do purposefully uh, watch them in a certain order. So, for example, Monday is the day that my heart will get ripped out because of two particular <laughs> anime. And so yep. I... So my plan is first watch one and then watch a, like a nicer one that's like not so stressful after it and then watch the second one that's going to kill me every week apparently according to the comments and then and then leave the remainder ones behind that one so I can at least <laughs> oh end on a better note <laughs> and so and so I I'm very meticulous in regards to how I do it but I have to say this really is insane because this is um. I watch whichever anime catches my interest, and thanks to the fact that I um, my tastes are very eclectic, I'm not very picky in regards to genres or anything like that. And so, if I read the synopsis and the trailer, uh, and the trailer interests me, or even if the synopsis doesn't interest me, but I think the people working on it interest me, I will mm-hmm. absolutely try it. And so, um, but this is this is my first time that I am watching more than twenty because. I average around 15 with the most at 18, and even 18 is pretty exhausting, but 
this is like after I've shaved off anything I think I feel I will feel lukewarm warm on. I was like, I still have 21 anime series. It's insane. This the season Jeez. really is insane. So I it, it's it's crazy. And I don't know how we're gonna do awards or nominations for this, to be completely honest. So Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like you're gonna look at like scores on other websites like my anime list where you're like, all right, this was a seven point five or an eight this season, but then relative to the rest of the shows, it's like that might actually give it a lot more weight because of just the sheer amount of quality shows that i think mm-hmm. we're seeing this season because yeah and it's like because in my head when i'm watching it i'm like oh this would be a good anime to nominate for you know sceneries and visuals and this would be a good anime nominate for soundtrack and then like the other day i counted on my hand the number of um, like anime i would totally nominate as like full nominees for sceneries and visuals and i'm like there's five there's already there's five <laughs> <laughs> So it's just I like I I hope summer and fall calms down because I can't do another season with twenty one. <laughs> but I will enjoy the quality anime that has come our way while it lasts. So <laughs> I, I, I feel like every season or just over the past few years, if not, I mean, with with few exceptions and few breaks, it feels like even going back to like I don't know, like. 2018 and you know 2019 2020 2021 it's always like you thought last season was stacked but look at this season (laughs) like that's kind of just generally continued at least in my eye in terms of like the pattern is at least two seasons that are packed and two seasons that uh are a little slower so Based on that pattern, I'm hoping winter and spring took that, and then fall and summer would just be a little more relaxed for us. But yeah, I, I guess it's well. It depends on whether it's you're hard to say it as like yeah how good the best show is versus how many shows that season are good to begin. That's with. true, and I it really definitely think depends on the season. Just due mm-hmm. to the industry kind of booming, we're just getting too many watchable shows to keep up with. <laughs> The number of There's masterpieces might not technically be increasing. And even then, it's like <laughs> things are really good lately. Yeah. Um, I forgot to introduce, but yes, we were talking about the spring 2020 anime season, by the way. <laughs> I actually realized I never I, I said thought that about at the beginning that, of the podcast. I like, <laughs> d- d- do I make a crack about it? And I'm like, well, you can all read the title, I hope, if you click on the That's what podcast. I was figuring too, right? You can read. You um, know what we're talking about. We're I, anime trending. We're talking about seasonal anime. So I hope you know that we are. Yeah. But I, I felt better. Like, wait, I actually never said that this is what we're doing um, today. <laughs> before we get too carried away, though, and since we're, you know, talking about we're very curious how this season will develop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm curious to see how things will look on our charts and polls, which we should uh, update on. Breaking news. Today's chart check has been canceled. We don't have anything, actually, because the previous podcast, we did the anticipated poll. And since spring just started, uh, we never had a poll or chart released. But it is live now, so you can go vote on the Anime Trending website. Do so uh a-n-i-t-r-e-n-d-z dot net or you can just google anime trending uh the anime polls are live for the spring 2021 and if you missed the anticipated uh weather top 10 we have an article out as well as the previous podcast where we went through that as well and we'll be covering some of the shows that we discussed yeah i was actually uh, that are highly anticipated curious if we could remind our listeners who may have forgotten and me who may have forgotten just what the most anticipated anime were 
Uh, My Academia was number one, if I remember oh, right. off the top of my head. I think Bruce no Basket doubt. was number two as well. So uh, Bruce Basket was number two. Top, yeah. That makes they sense. They were. What were like the notable um, originals? The notable originals, one second. I'm going to pull that up real quick. But while we're pulling that up, Mehdi, uh, would you like to do... Uh, so today we want to talk a lot about... There's a lot of spring anime, as we mentioned. We were genuinely surprised that the season is pretty stacked, even though winter was very stacked. Um, but there are a couple of shows, and I know uh, we're going to speed run a little bit in the beginning, but then we'll deep dive into some shows tonight, including Tokyo Avengers, Vivi, um, To Your Eternity, for example. But Mehdi, uh, what is one show that you're watching I know you're a big fan of? Uh, well, th- there are several, actually. Uh, <laughs> you-, you know how oh, that's true. watches, like, 20 shows per season? I'm the opposite, where I'm, like, strangely selective and watch maybe five just you know i don't have so much time in the world but i always manage to watch the few that gracie isn't watching it's <laughs> um, a curse and it's very funny <laughs> <laughs> um one of those this season that i'm sure is on a lot of people's radar is sssss dinazanon which is related to sssss gridman generally from the same creative staff you know studio trigger um, I don't know how many of the same like individuals working it's on it. I have pretty not much done my the homework. same. It's okay. Yeah, I think so. it's, it's <laughs> Twitter is split up among like a younger cast and an older cast of animators. Like a lot of the older ones include like Imaishi and uh, Shushio and the ones mm-hmm. that you know that did like the Gurren Lagann Kill the Kill crew. Right. Um, this is the younger crew mm-hmm. that they're they've been building up. So like I think they started with Gridman and most of the I character see. staff um, have done work on this because like i think while the main staff i guess was working on bna and um whatever other a a tier trigger uh productions are the pipeline like i think they've been working on this so it kind of it, like alternates <laughs> it alternates basically between the right right, right now. it makes sense yeah yeah uh, nico's our trigger otaku who hasn't watched the Gridman. fakest trigger fan <laughs> in the world actually. Uh, like, i love everything they do i just never actually finished them <laughs> like, <laughs> like honestly the first um, trigger show i finished was luluco <laughs> yeah I, I, I think a show okay luluco's probably my favorite except gridman might also be my favorite and uh those two are technically canonically uh they share a canon so take that as you will look it up <laughs> um the, the point i need to make today gridman was great of course now dinazenon if you love gridman you will love However, it is not a sequel or even prequel for that matter. It is very standalone, and I highly recommend you check it out if you're even slightly curious. You can jump into it totally blind, and after like I did, yeah, we've only and I enjoyed it. I had no idea what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, for two episodes, it's not always the easiest to follow. I mean, trigger jokes here, but stellar premiere in my book. Mm Mm-hmm. You also are interested... Uh, Maddie's convinced me in this. Oh, actually, we've been talking about this next show, but Cardfight Vanguard Overdress, okay, I think, yes. is the wildest um, combination. I so what... We'll talk about Go- Vanguard. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> my take I, real quick. I, I, what caught my interest was Kinema Citrus and Clamp doing the character design. I'll leave it at that. Because I did not like the Vanguard anime, but I'll leave it at that. Well, and, and that's the thing. I have played and watched Vanguard for nearly a decade now like since the old days i, I was shit. like a teenager um i would not recommend any of the existing card fight vanguard anime to like the average you know anime fan like it's nothing you know 
fantastic. Uh, arguably, you know, like a 20 minute commercial or something like it was fun popcorn fair for me because I'm like, I play this game and I can kind of enjoy these character shenanigans. Um, that is not what overdress is. This is like, if you ask me just a has merit as a standalone anime, the first episode, the first two episodes for that matter, don't actually focus very much on the card game that's in the title. And it is Mm -hmm. supposedly trying to advertise and I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but ironically enough, I have seen some disappointed reviews, not just from the card game players, but from people that don't know anything about the card game saying, why aren't they even explaining or showing off the card game? And I'm like, no, you don't want that because I've seen that for the past decade. And so many examples cited are like Yu-Gi-Oh! But if you think about it, what made Yu-Gi-Oh! fun wasn't actually learning or understanding the game. It was just the characters and the drama around it. And I think Overdress is already excelling at that. Like, Quack mentioned Kinema Citrus animation. Fantastic. Like, the first episode alone actually has some incredible sakuga. Amazing sakuga, yeah. And for those who don't remember Kinema Citrus, that is the same animation studio behind Rising of the Shield Hero. They have season two coming out later, I think this year. They've worked on Made in Abyss, critically acclaimed. Um, they've also done... I'm blanking out on anime right now. Um, Clock, I'm right here. Review Starlight. <laughs> Thank you, Review Starlight. So Which, I mean, I'm just saying, that that was the beginning of Bushiroad. Um, the, Involvement, yeah. Yeah, like publisher, creator, and all that producer behind Review Starlight and Vanguard. It's like, that was their first kind of contact with Kinema Citrus. So technically, you have that to thank for Overdress existing. Um, that is true. Yeah. Um, uh, the... Kinema Citrus uh, had announcement, I think, last year, too. They sold off uh, two-thirds of the company, half to Kadokawa, half to Bushiroad, so it's pretty much a one-third split between everyone and the founder, which I think is really interesting yeah, in terms of, of what's to come as well. Stuff to see there. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if Nick's trying to chime in with something. I was I was about to oh. say, like, I am, like, actually insanely impressed by the show because it honestly has no right to be as good as it it is. <laughs> Um, did, did just from an an I watched the episode with the animation that you that you linked and the vibes oh, so you the animation I get, clip. Yeah, yeah, the animation part. I'm like, it's insane how well crafted it is, and like the vibes I get from the show is uh, Shinjeki no Bahamut Genesis because oh, that's Bahamut was based off of a mobile card game that also had yeah. like no reason to actually be good and it ended up being like one of my favorite shows ever so like I'm I'm kind of excited to like go into this <laughs> and like <laughs> again the fact that we're talking about it is kind of an accomplishment because again, this show has no right to be like <laughs> You're at this table right now, and yeah. it is. Well, I'm just glad that Quack has also watched at least an episode because I can rave about it, but I need more, like, you know, test audiences that don't know or care about the card game to be like, oh, this was actually... Well, I detest the anime, so, like... <laughs> I, oh, sorry, um, let me reiterate. I detest one of the kid, the one with the blue hair boy. I forgot you, his name. You don't like the original series with Aichi, yeah. You, you didn't Thank like... you, yeah. Some of the and I watched like 70 to 90 episodes of it for some goddamn reason. <laughs> like, I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't even know him back then. That's what's so wait, funny. Wait, wait, you detested it, but then you can That's the thing, like... We have that all is for had, another podcast episode. Yeah, we've all had our, like, early anime phases where we just watched anything because it was that anime was, and it was That there. was mine. I wasn't, like, a full-on weeb otaku, but those are those weird ones where I just picked up whatever and I watched things, but that's like, for another I, podcast episode. I mean, you guys mock 
fuck me for continuing anime that I detest, but at least those are only 12 episodes, not 90. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, there's more than 90. I stopped at 90. <laughs> it, 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 but that's true. Ranger Bahamut, good example. That, that anime was just beautiful. So what, what Absolutely if, beautiful. What I imagine might be different, and what I do what, kind of with like my closing remark on Overdressed I want to make, mm. is that we, we have a lot of anime that are literally just about the game and them playing the game like most of Yu-Gi-Oh all the older Vanguard and like mm-hmm. that's kind of got a limited audience and you have a lot of anime that are tied to a card game but aren't about it in the slightest and end up being pretty good from what I hear about all of the Weak Sauce series or Weak Cross um but Overdress I am kind of hopeful will strike a nice balance where like mm. it is really good and watchable on its own but it still doesn't forget that it's about the game, and in that sense, just right. works like any good sports anime would. It's like here is just this competitive game, this thing that these characters meet through, and here's their drama and stuff around it. You know, even if you don't understand all the rules, just like not everybody knows every detail of basketball or volleyball or what have you, but still enjoys watching, you know, all the characters be fleshed out through sports anime. Definitely. We'll see. I'm excited for it. There's definitely a lot of episodes for that. Um, again, Kinema Citrus. Not ex- not something I expected, but here we are. And lastly, in our speed run, we have Jodon. Is that pronounced it? I think so, yeah. Jodan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gracie will help me on this Jodan, one. Jodon, the princess of snow and white. I'm sorry, snow and blood. Excuse me. Snow white. I mean, she kind of does look like snow white with the raven hair and the very pale skin. So A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I did not watch this, but Medi and Jane, and uh, uh, not James, Medi and James Grayson. has watched it. Yeah, James, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James has. Interesting order of things we have here because this is also produced by Bushy Road. <laughs> and wait, really? Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. No, what's well, full disclosure? What it is for this Bushy Road? What the heck? Ninety percent of the reason why I checked it out is because I saw the voice cast. <laughs> And the opening and ending artist, they're, they're both done by Razor Suilin, which is uh, a band affiliated with the Bang Dream Project, and uh, actually my favorite Japanese music artist at the moment. Yeah, just straight up. Um, they did the OP and the ED. And a lot of the seiyu I'm also like familiar with through other IPs I followed. I mean, heck, uh, Aoi Shota. Kind of a notable name. You know, you might have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's involved in this. He's also the main character in Overdress. So it cracks me up that Bushiroad is just like giving that man so much money this year. Ali Shota is, as my roommate quotes, the person she hates because she's jealous of him. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to put it. Um, he like does not age, that man. <laughs> does he doesn't. <laughs> oh, he's the blue hair in Overdress. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he does not. That dude, like, look him up later after this episode, Quack. He does not age. He's I a see lot it. older than you, he you looks. You guys so. um, would also know him, like, recently as uh, Giorgio in Villainous last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that was, and like, he's coming the... back because Villainous is coming out next yeah, season. Yeah. That was, like, the role that, like, stuck out to me. Be like, oh, I know this, this man. Mm-hmm. Joron is... So how I Joron's first episode I think is rather lackluster to say the least. Agreed. Um, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate because there are a lot of things going for it. For example, the animation, especially when the fight scenes kick in, is beautiful. It's really mm-hmm. really gorgeous. 
Uh, I love the soundtrack, aka one of the animes in the back of my head being like, okay, so that's number six that I would not for <laughs> this year or this season. And so um, soundtrack's really good. And uh, and I do like historical anime, historical pieces, whether it's historical fantasy or historical drama. So it does fit into sort of what I naturally like to watch in the first place, like the genres I prefer. But the first episode didn't hit its mark for me. It's It was very generic, mm-hmm. and it didn't leave me a good impression on the characters, to be completely honest, aside from the fact that I'm like, they're beautiful. And so and that's it. Um, but it has improved. Uh, I would you say considerably, Mehdi? Because I watched today's episode and I liked it a little less than, than the last I, week's one. I'm I'm with you there. It's mm-hmm. it, it, episode two was like a clear improvement from episode one. Episode three, in many ways, I don't think was like really bad or worse than two. It's just like you know the 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 upward trend just kind of petered out, and it's like yeah. okay, it it will stay. It might stay just this kind of decent, interesting. Um, but you mentioned about the visuals, yeah, uh, very nice. The, the animation, I, I wonder, like, how consistent it is at times, but the art direction is always there for me. Like, it's just mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing in most shots in general. Yes, for sure. Um, very cool. It, it, awesome. I, I don't even know where to begin with the story, because <laughs> it's just a lot, is, <laughs> I think, the best way of putting it. Like... I'm kind of interested, but they're just throwing so much at you every week that it's like hard to get kind of immersed and attached to anything, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, uh, I'll, I'll just summarize it with that one comment that I think was best on the first episode. I feel like a lot happened, but at the same time, nothing happened. <laughs> so. <laughs> And, and the that past two episodes have been like much more clear, like oh something happened. <laughs> but it's yeah, like... yeah, no, the first, the, the past, the 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 episode two and three is a lot better than one, but the plot is it's still got a way to go, is the way I'd put it. Yeah, it's awesome. like I, I don't have any time to think about or care much about like any of the developments or twists because I'm hit with another one too soon. I think. And with that, that ends our speed run for the first three anime of the season. But we do have more to discuss tonight. This also includes Tokyo Revengers, Shadows, House, Vivi, and To Eternity. And we have Time, We'll See, The Way the House Husband. But yeah, Tokyo Revengers, this is an interesting series because this is also by Kodansha. And they're the same publishers who've published uh, Attack on Titan. Now that this ended... I'm really wondering if they're trying to bet big on Tokyo mm. Revengers. Um, I, I wouldn't be just... surprised if they were. It's mm-hmm. The manga, the source material has a bit of a cult following for sure. Like not just it in Japan, does. but like overseas as Worldwide. well. Yeah. Um, so this anime, I was surprised. It actually didn't make into our top 10 most anticipated anime when we released the, the results. It actually placed the 11th, just shy. Wow. Um, but looking at the results that we received so far, it is... <laughs> It has broken into the top ten, but we'll see where it places I'm and you'll find you out on Sunday. Those, uh, that anticipated chart that I... we were promised like twenty minutes ago, probably. <laughs> and that is think... that is that is my job. <laughs> I think the reason why it might not have uh, broken into top ten is that uh, Tokyo Revengers didn't really do a good job in promoting, in my opinion. Um, I agree. Yeah, we never got a lot of like key art or no, uh, TVs or stuff. The key art we got were very like just 
plain and simple character designs that I'm sorry, that's just not going to catch people's eyes, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. Um, the trailer itself is, I mean, it's vague on purpose. I understand now after watching the first episode, but, uh, but as someone who might have not heard of source material, you know, and when are using the trailer to base off of like what the story is about, it doesn't really give you anything. And so, and nothing in particular of it stands out per se in the trailers, which I know that sounds really bad, but you know, like thinking back to Joron, you know, I immediately was interested because of the art, like immediately the art. But yeah. Tokyo Revengers art didn't really pop, you know? So, so I think that's the main reason why I didn't quite get into top 10 per se. But, um, but for the first episode, I was really excited because um, my roommate reads the manga. She really, really loves the manga. And so I think she has, um, she's very particular about her stories. Like, I think she's a harsher critiquer than I am when it comes to things. And so when she really likes something, it's like usually way above <laughs> standards <laughs> in my head. And so, um, and so I was pretty excited and I, and I watched it and I don't know, I think, I think this might be sort of like a slow burn or not completely slow burn, but like a rev up sort of anime because I would say the first episode is not bad in any shape or form. I would definitely right. say it's enjoyable, you know, more than Joron's first episode. We're using that as a baseline right now. Joron's <laughs> 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 a baseline for this. That was so the was... first show to drop in the first episode I watched of any spring anime. So it literally was like the baseline. <laughs> so it's definitely a lot more enjoyable than Joron, but it didn't quite crack it where I was like, oh God, I need to know what happens next. Like that sort of thing. Mm, so right, that's right. my do you think it's because so much of the first episode is kind of familiar territory? Because I feel like mm -hmm. the, the first discourse I, I saw of Tokyo Avengers was like, oh, this show is like erased. And I was like, uh, and I'm thinking about it. Yeah, they kind of do have like pretty much most of the kinda. elements, including even like when he when he goes to the past and sees his girlfriend where it's like, oh, there's the person he's got to protect. Spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. There's a little there's there's probably more to the show based on the source material, but I kind of want to know why how does this differentiate itself from the premise? Because I feel like right. the first episode gives you like a roadmap of what's going to happen. Um mm. similar to like like other time travel-esque kind of shows or mystery element. I kind of want to put it like Jujutsu Kaisen because that's the most recent one. The first episode was it was exciting, enjoyable, but it wasn't like the most. Oh my god! It wasn't until like several episodes in when you got more characters, more developments, and more of the severity behind their their task and role. I think that's when people were like, "Holy shoot!" It was huge. I would disagree with the fact though because Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, I admit Jujutsu Kaisen at the beginning does follow sort of a generic formula, but. The mm -hmm. ending made a very, very big impact on the people, and that's why people were freaking out. Oh, the first episode. Yes, of Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. Sukuna, Su yeah. uh, Sukuna comes out, and you yeah. realize he's voiced some by Junichi Suwame. That's cheating. Yeah. That's a little bit cheating. Yeah, but... it is. But it's like, but then with Tokyo. 
Tokyo Revengers, even at the end, you're like, ooh, you know, but like it's not the type of the one where Jujutsu Kaisen people were like, ah, you know, like there's oh, a difference. Fair enough. So. That's a fair enough. Um, but the nice, the interesting thing with Tokyo Revengers, we'll see, is it, it is still ongoing. The manga is ongoing, so there's definitely a lot of room for this series. And what caught my eye originally was the cover for the manga. I do recommend checking out the covers of the manga. It is there's some pretty cool art with all the different characters, especially their personalities. Um, speaking of personalities, I'm pretty sure Gracie could do a whole quiz about which character are you based on the cover I'm art. I'm going to need a, um, a little more materials before I can make that, but yes, I can make it. It will be coming. <laughs> it will be coming. Um, but that's what caught my eye for this series. And yeah, I mean, you guys have touched a lot of the points that I was going to touch. It, it felt a little bit like a race, but also not really. We'll see where it goes in terms of direction. But what I'm really excited for is it's like, it's the Majin Gang, is that pronounced? Um, because the last time we've had something similar of this that I can recollect is Durara. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we've had any like good games. Oh, oh no, um, the other anime. Um, what was the anime we talked about that was like you know, we talked in a previous podcast uh, episode and we didn't like? The I place forgot the that name. takes place at Ike, Ike, Ike Bukuro Park. Ike Ike Bukuro. Bukuro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ike Bukuro oh West Park. Existed. A show that Wait. existed. <laughs> I forgot about that anime. Oh my gosh! I just remember you give Bukuro Westgate Park. There yeah, you go. I remember hearing Nick drag it and having such a fun time hearing that. It was so <laughs> dull. Like I was really surprised. <laughs> like, like, we, don't, we don't need to talk. About I'm, I'm gonna move on, but like I, I do, I think have a soft spot for delinquent shows. I mean, I love Robert. Yes, I love Cromartie. So I, oh, I yeah, like, Cromartie. I, I like. I guess I have a desire for a delinquent show that plays the delinquent part like straight and doesn't use it like as a joke. And so I think that's kind of what the setting did. And I, I thought that part was kind of exciting. Um, for mm-hmm. Tokyo Revengers. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got, re- we got some revenge. We got crime. We got all kinds of gang stuff. So I'm really, ex- I'm, that's what I'm curious to see in that approach since we've already had, uh, that Ikebukuro sh- last year. But I'll leave it at that. We do not speak of that anime. We're moving on. We, th- 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 it is now banned from yeah. the podcast. Oof. Any any final other takes for Tokyo Revengers? I think I need more time, yeah. So tell me, do I, do, do I, do I watch it as of... Yeah, we need... Sorry, what was that? As many? of the episodes that have released so far, do, do you guys recommend it? Do I watch it? Yes, I I say yes because some of the other ones yeah. on the list, I'm just like no because you gotta wait till the whole production is over before I think you should even uh-huh. touch these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this show, I I think the studio has a track record that's pretty solid with leading films. Um, I I think it is light in films. Light in films I, mm-hmm. Um, the initial episode does have an interesting hook. Um that i could see it go week to week if, if this feels like a show that'll feel great to binge to be honest but um i think i think you could just start it right now and be okay mm-hmm. they're actually working on two shows which makes me a little bit nervous considering how logjam clever works was last season but they were working on farewell my dear kramer which we won't be talking about tonight unfortunately and this show as well i'm sorry they're working on three shows holy shoot so they are busy. Uh, Farewell, my dear Kramer. Seven Nights Revolution, Hero Successor, and Tokyo Revengers. So that is actually incredible. Um, I hope their staff can handle it. But the and then last season, last season they also worked on four shows. What the heck? Other side picnic, suppose a kid from a lost dungeon. 
Hortensia Saga and Cells at Work Code Black. Um, I'm learning things more through this podcast. You're just looking at this Leiden films. <laughs> Holy shit, they are actually busy. So this year alone, they've already produced seven anime. And we're only in spring. So we'll see. Um, all those other shows weren't bad, per se, from my understanding. Uh, they just other were pretty niche. Pretty bad, but I won't. Was it okay? Was it actually yeah. okay? Well, I dropped that about halfway through. <laughs> I it was one of the many last last season. It's like if I'm you want to know why it's bad, please shows. feel free to read the review that I wrote. That's all I'll say. On Which it. is now available <laughs> on Anime Trending News. <laughs> But yeah, Tokyo Avengers, I think we'll definitely revi- revisit this show pretty soon on our podcast once we get more episodes. I believe it's scheduled for 12 right now, but I would not be surprised if more gets um, listed. Actually, we don't know how many episodes quite yet. That has not been revealed. Usually, how you can find out is um, that we, at least in, at Anime Trending, is we follow the Blu- Blu-ray releases in Japan. And oftentimes, the Blu-ray, Blu-rays go on sale pretty early, and by then, you can kind of guess where how many episode count is, but Tokyo Revengers is one we don't know yet, so we shall see. And you could watch the show right now on Crunchyroll, and this is probably like one of their most promoted shows at the moment right now, would you say? Yeah, yeah. along with To Your Eternity. To Your, when To Your Eternity came out, it was everywhere, well, but we'll talk about when that today to when we get there. Yay. Alrighty. Shadow's House. That's by Cloverworks, and... I th- was it original? I'm double checking. No, 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 no. It's, Based uh, off the manga. The manga? Okay, thank you. Everybody I wish I had it. my notes today. It's been such a busy, busy day here I, I, I know at Anime Trending so Headquarters. I think, uh, I think only Nick and I watched it, mm-hmm. right? I think so. Yeah. I watched yep. the preview trailer. Okay. Also, there, tr- there was a train, and I had to send it to James because he had this train <laughs> coming down. <laughs> Uh, Shadow's House is, uh, I guess I, like, sorry for running over you, Nick. Um, (laughs) I will not be able to explain it great because I think I'll be very clear on how I feel from the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think you'll, you'll do a much better job of explaining Shadow's House than I could. So basically Shadow's House follows a particular family, like, aerostatic family, who essentially are all faceless and kind of just operate as black forms or blobs, as I like to call them, but they're not so much blobs. They are shaped as humans. And essentially is they have these things called dolls or living dolls who serve them for, um, who serve them as like personal servants and stuff like that. But um, clearly there's some sketchy things happening in that house you find out fairly fairly soon you just gotta kind of wonder like you know what exactly is this family how does it operate in this world what world is it is it another world or is it like something else and so um so it's a lot of mystery it's a lot of psychological sort of themes going on um I was pretty excited for this show because I like these. My friend teased me and was like, "I." he was like, aren't you scared of horror? And I was like, I don't think this is horror, though. Like, I, I think this is more mystery. And so mm-hmm. um, and so I was very excited because I do love good mysteries. I, I, I like them because I'm bad at writing them. And so seeing other people write them is always very exciting for me. Um, and I... And the first episode was surprisingly mundane, is the best way I can put yeah. it. <laughs> it. So I guess maybe the format of the episode is that you're following uh, a nameless living doll this episode. So you're kind of learning, oh, she has a shadow counterpart that she must now 
take care of. And so the, the other cool detail, I think, with the show is that the shadow forms emit, like, a soot kind of substance mm-hmm. from them. And they're animated in a way where their clothes are animated on top of them, but anything that would have been, like, human skin is this black substance that's devoid of light. So, like, when the, the actual animation frames them in, like, you actually get some really interesting shadow profile shots. Oh, so yeah, it's... You don't the actually... setting, too, is really, like, dark and kind of gothic i would say yeah victorian gothic um vibes you get i mean that's that's that that is the setting that's how the architecture the clothing so there's a lot of mystery in the like how these shadows are created or like what is there what is the purpose of the living doll Uh, i do like the animation part of how the soot is framed in the show because um soot like like soot yeah like like coal oh okay (laughs) yeah like because the initial shot shows basically like a train with soot the character shadow characters uh are made of like a coal like soot substance and you can't see their face because it's all black and cloudy so you you can't really Mm -hmm. read their emotions except in some ways where the animation um uses profile shots in ways where it, you can kind of tell based on the movement of their mouth silhouette, but it's only in the side. So like on those, the mystery part of some of the emotions is like on those front shots, um, you won't be able to actually tell what they're act, they're thinking outside of posture and body language. And I thought that that was actually an interesting way to set up this master servant relationship between the shadow um, mm. known as Kate and her nameless living doll. Um, they do kind of give you a sense that like, okay, something's not right here. There's like other shadows that we don't really know about that they're kind of angry for some reasons. Uh, and they don't really give us much to go off of. It's literally just kind of like the whole first episode takes place in a single room where the living doll and Kate interact with each other. And you kind <clears throat> of slightly learn the rules. You know there's something else going on. Um, I think the, the lowest weakest comparison that i've seen is that it's like the first episode of promise neverland without actually saying what the premise is about at all mm-hmm. and right, i right. see the parallels but i don't truly agree with it in a couple of ways like one, i don't agree with it either yeah it is kind of a slice of life but i think what the promise neverland first episode does is like it gives you the sense of tension between the slice of life aspects and what's truly going on under the surface which gives you the sense that like the characters in Promised Neverland were in danger like at any time, which makes even those mundane interactions kind of tense in a ways. This okay, one, yeah. it's like the first episode is purely slice of life. I don't think I got a single sense of like, all right, they're they're kind of just dressing up and cleaning stuff and they're like getting to know each other. The one thing that's um that's a that was interesting was I think this is my theory because there's only been one episode is that they represent two um, opposite personalities because Kate, Kate's personality is very prim and proper and introverted and like she's elegant and she talks in a way she always conducts herself in a very certain way while her shadow is super duper loud and clumsy and curious. And it's like, it's sort of like they're opposites of each other and their personalities. So I think, think that's what we're going to see with the others pairs as well but that's really the only like slight indication of what this where this might be going sort of Mm -hmm. thing i'm hoping there's kind of like element of that because like i don't we we just don't know they didn't really do anything with the main premise and there's not really like a an ending hook 
that's mm-hmm. leading me into the second episode. It's just like right. There's another shadow and human pair, and they're uh, they look clearly upset, and you don't know why. That that's the mystery right now, and I don't have any sense of stake of what's actually going on. Um, I could I could guess based on just a couple clues they kind of threw out, but nothing that like signals to me like oh they're in immediate life ending danger and need to just get out. Time is on their side. Like there's like Can, the the, the, mm-hmm. the OP and ED frame it like it's going to be a crazy thriller and they haven't thrilled me um so it's <laughs> it, it really is like a bad like first episode i would say in terms of just like tone but that's just because i have like a low uh, attention span and you need to show me what the show is going to be pretty quickly um I guess the other elephant in the room is the fact that it is animated by Cloverworks. And I know that, like, we saw all the pictures mm-hmm. yeah. in the last week or two of the poor Wonder Egg priority animation people, like, just sleeping under their desks. And I think the common thing I saw people say was, like, oh, glad they can get their rest while they work on the last episode of Wonder Egg priority. And I'm pretty sure, like, they had to, maybe, like, half of the squad had to work on this show as well. So, like, mm. I'm really hoping there's not production issues on this this show because that's that's part of why i'm thinking that i don't want to touch this show until like it's complete because i i don't want to get invested in another show that's going to have insane production issues like this i, I can't bear it every season it it's tough and cloverworks is larger than like one team from my understanding from like if you watch some of the interviews that they've had um i know the teams are definitely quite expensive i think multiple offices too um, I think they released a YouTube video too as well that there were um, several teams. So I don't know if it's the same team per se, but I'm sure some definitely did had they, some involvement in both. Didn't they originate out of A1 Pictures? Am I remembering that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. They're still part of Aniplex A1 Pictures uh, in some way or shape or form, um, but they're definitely doing their own thing essentially. But they're still under the Aniplex umbrella. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm... That, that was also, I haven't watched it yet too, but that was one of the things that was on my radar when it first announced a couple months ago before the Wonder Egg Priority stuff happened. So fingers crossed, we'll see. Like I said, the, the trailer definitely was quite mysterious. The Wikipedia page has the label Gothic and Mystery that and Supernatural. Right. So, I, so I'm like, that's interesting mm-hmm. that Gothic is a genre though, because it's more like an aesthetic to me. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, th- I think those are tags, not like, you know set in stone genres okay okay i was about well, to say well, well that's the thing the week the wikipedia has classified as a gothic genre i don't know what really? determines that but that's yeah it's i mean you can look it up i i want to take a look but it's there so who knows there are some definitely weird weird genre tags i've seen i think my favorite one i've seen is there are. the dementia tag and i think i've seen it only <laughs> used for cat soup and like it totally fits because it's just like this nightmare inducing fuel. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not now you give me interest. I'll, I'll look at yeah, that there's, next. There's some real fun tags <laughs> we want to explore. Uh, but yeah, that's our thoughts but yeah. for Shadow House. Who do we got next? Or what do we have next? Quack. <laughs> Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song. Ooh. This one I was excited for for quite a while. And it's 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 interesting. So the premise for this is when it was first announced, it was promoted as Wit Studio, which is the well-known studio that worked on Great Pretender, Attack on Titan, Vinland Saga, and a bunch of really awesome series in the last few years, and recently too. Um, and uh, ReZero's author 
was involved with the writing. And then we learned some details through a published roundtable on the website that the ReZero scriptwriter of the anime and ReZero's author worked together on this uh, on the material and actually wrote a novel for this original anime. And they've been doing it since 2016, 2017. So it's been ongoing for a long time. And then Wood Studio came in um, in, in its involvement and they were all like good friends and whatnot. Um, George Wada, who was the CEO and president of Wood Studio before now, moving on to, I think, VP of production IG now. And then Aniplex is involved too. So um, I, I like this man, Yuma Takahashi, you've probably mentioned before many times within our circle. He's the producer of Aniplex. He came in and he's in charge of the music. And this man's like, amazing because he's been involved with the fate series like he's a celebrity behind fate all the fate havens feel like i kid you not side tangent they had they planted a soccer tree for the fate stay night heavens feel event but because of COVID 19 they they literally sent him in the rain next to soccer tree and everyone else was in zoom calls in their comfy room and he's there with an umbrella hosting the show and i'm just like this is incredible um he's involved with this series with the music and um that's what caught my interest for that too. So, and how they worded before we watched the first few episodes was it's AI uh, and music and time travel. When for those who know ReZero, there's time travel. So, um, but yeah, that's the premise behind Vivi, and that's all we kind of knew going into it. But now that three episodes are out, thoughts? Oh well, <laughs> we couldn't really watch it for some of us because <laughs> yeah. So like I had a. a, a pretty small big issue with my fundamental <laughs> small big issue <laughs> i could only watch vivi fluorite so i fluorite eyes song in spanish uh and i was struggling i guess this was a common <laughs> issue people had and so i got a b plus in spanish three in high school so i i i have a b plus understanding of what i watched based on the <laughs> subtitles i just forgot my conjugations <laughs> oh god <laughs> I was like kind of watching it and I was like I know some of these words so that and like combine that and like my vague like understanding of certain Japanese phrases just from watching anime so much that I'm like yeah, okay I got I could I could I got it got I got it, it. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh well uh well for me the first I was really excited for it um I think the premise some people are like it's overdone because the AI versus human sort of premise mm, is very yeah. common, but there's but I don't think it's fair to write something off for an idea that's been done before because here's the truth of the matter: there's only so many ideas out there in the world, and especially when you do it in such a general sense. So the important thing is what you do with the with the main like the main general framework and what sort of different details do you put in. So um, Vivi, uh, the first two episodes were okay for me. I think the pacing was a little weird to me in the first two episodes, uh, the way that they kind of switched back and forth. I love the teddy bear AI though. So um, also voiced by Jun Fukuyama. So um but the the pacing was a little off, but I still did find the premise interesting enough to continue. Also, I don't drop an anime series, to be fair, but like I was still looking forward to the third episode to be like, what do they plan to do after what happens at the end of the second episode and stuff like that? I did really like the third episode by a lot. 
And so... I haven't gotten to the third episode, so I'm looking forward to that, Yeah, I, I think the third episode was really, really good. I'm very invested, and I'm, I'm absolutely pumped to awesome. find out what happens in the yes. first one. Um, I think... That's... I mean, ReZero... I mean, the ReZero author probably has a particular writing style, which is the first few episodes are setting up, and things might be just a right. little mm-hmm. wonky at the beginning, but... People are much more willing to forgive, like, a shakier beginning than they are willing to forgive, like, a bad ending. And so I think if you have to be a little shaky, be a little shaky at the beginning. Uh, People will let let that go. And considering the fact that the third episode has already just caught my attention so much, I'm just – I'm really curious to see – where they plan to go with the story. Like, are they going to be able to stop the war? Or, you know, maybe the teddy bear is wrong because life doesn't follow a formula where steps A, B, and C, you'll prevent stuff from happening because other events happen and you, like, you have to change and stuff and, you know, adapt to that. And so, yeah, I'm interested. (laughs) Quick note before I forget, back to your thing about the sci-fi genre, AI thing that people are complaining about. In that roundtable too, I have it up right now, even Nagatsuki, the author of ReZero, was talking was back and forth with Umehara. And they even mentioned that, yes, AI and time travel is a very common theme in Hollywood movies. But they and they even he even Nagasaki Nagatsuki himself said it was already been universally um has this universal appeal and it's already known everywhere. But they wanted to make their own approach with it too and use sci-fi to kind of help enhance the drama as well, but also remove elements that were too complex because they've been working on this for four or five years. Um, but they, when they were working on episodes, he even noted that they tried to connect them to each another to lead up to the grand finale. So intentionally, the first two episodes might be weird in that aspect because we don't have the full picture. But by the time, I don't know how many episodes it's scheduled for, but when we lead to that grand finale... We'll look back at the first two episodes and realize, holy shoot! And I hope we get that experience. I'm, I'm hoping they land stick the landing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already ex- celebrating too soon, but we shall it see. Like so, Nick, okay. how do you feel after watching that in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really feel like I should go and watch Westworld on HBO because that was like the immediate vibe I got from the show. Ah, and like, I mean, I love ah. the movie like as well. Um, and it's kind of like, oh wow, they crossed Westworld with like with a Macross themed idol. So I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Music. <laughs> Music yeah. and murder. My two favorite combinations <laughs> together. Where I don't necessarily like them separate, but when you mix it together, it's it comes so together in a beautiful way. So you are interested, despite your B-plus Spanish understanding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was... It was it was honestly horrifying the first couple scenes where I was just like, whoa, this is way darker than I thought. <laughs> I was expecting you. Like, I got totally, like, honestly baited by the title. I just, because I don't I don't really read the synopsis until later. I was just like, ah, Vivi, Fluorite's Eyes Song. I did not expect, like, civilian robot mass murder in, like, the first, like, 30 <laughs> seconds of watching the show. <laughs> That's really Thank you funny, for mentioning that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, why... Like, oh god. <laughs> and honestly, I had the same vibes, honestly, for Two Year Eternity. I expected a completely different show from what I got. And, like, I don't know, maybe this is a good time to talk about that soon, but. Honestly, I, I think I'm we down. I, I don't have much, to be honest. Like, Two Year Eternity, here we go. Like, that means <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back, Betty. If I had to sum up, if I. Seeing the title. 
and what we got like what i expected versus what i got without looking at any of the source material or anything else <laughs> i thought it, this was going to be a sad romance because everyone else on the anatrends chat was like wow i'm really upset and i did not expect like all of like my <laughs> i guess elementary school sad books oh. all combined into like a single episode i was like oh my god you combined like the horrors of like the Oregon Trail plus White Fang oh plus Old Yeller plus oh I don't God. know. Oh God. I was Wait, having no, no. so many Nick. sad vibes no, from no, this whole. No, no, Nick, stop. Okay, Nick, I, those three things, every book I read, whether it's White Fang or Old Yeller or reading about the like Oregon Trail, the Trail of Tears, have literally made me cry. So, <laughs> like... Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> We haven't technically spoiled the contents of the first episode, but we haven't yet. Similar, it will make you cry. Even if I tell you it's gonna make you cry, well, you're gonna be like, "It's not gonna make me cry." It will make you cry. I think this this, this episode was really good at how it presented. Okay, so uh, if anyone's uh, whoever's wondering what the premise even is, essentially this being this uh you know uh, this deity perhaps but it's a being this being created an orb that is meant to be a reflection on the world it lands and it essentially takes the form of whatever makes an impact on it and so like um it's like this is the first few seconds of the episode essentially but so the uh, unsurprisingly the first form it takes is a rock because rocks are everywhere and so um and that was the only thing it like even had a comparison on an impact on but then from there it starts like taking forms of different creatures that make an impact on it whether it's moss or later something else and so it just sort of like like, I already see what the metaphor is. It is essentially reflecting life and reflecting life's journey mm-hmm. and what you ser- and what people or things search for and what they try to find. And so, um, which, by that, the way, that premise yeah, itself isn't yeah. a big fat warning on yeah. <laughs> probably, like, the contents yeah, yep. of the story. <laughs> Don't read the full synopsis because it does kind of spoil a bit. Do actually just go it watch it. Totally yeah. spoils the first episode. Don't don't read it. it, it basically, from, from what Nick, Nick was getting at, if I'm like, oh, you might think you won't cry, but you will. It's like, I was reading the chat and... Uh, Gracie was like, ah, I'm crying, you know, this is really sad. And I'm like, okay, it's gonna be, you know, just Oscar bait, like, tragedy, tragedy. Hey! And then I read the synopsis, and, and no, 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 hold on, I'm, I'm, you know how this story ends, Gracie. Um, I, I read the synopsis, and I'm like, okay, this sounds interesting. And it kind of was spoilery, because I started the episode, and, like, not much happened, and I'm like, okay, well... I know exactly where this is going, and, like, there's so many developments in an episode, I'm like, saw that coming, saw that coming, and, like, not that I was necessarily being that cynical, but still, it's just thinking, like, oh, the impact's gonna be lessened on me, but still, probably, like, only two-thirds in the episode, I was just straight up crying, and, like, damn it, like, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I knew exactly (laughs) this was coming, but (laughs) part of that impact, I have to say, is, like, wow, the music the the soundtrack the score is really powerful like uh, that that composer i I just had him pulled up 
no, 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 you're completely on point, Maddie, because I've mm-hmm. already perused um, social media to feel less alone on my sobby and in my emotional breakdown. <laughs> and I've seen mm-hmm. so many comments from people who said they read the manga, which is a source material, so they knew even better. Like, they knew by detail on what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And on top of that fact, they didn't even cry reading the manga chapter they just yeah. like they felt sad they really felt sad and it and it impacted them but not like cry impact and so one particular comment i think just nails it on the head which is basically like it's insane what adding music and adding real human voices does oh and so... yeah <laughs> it's mm-hmm. almost like sound design alone can you know make a huge difference on a visual source material like manga but more on that later this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i guess the one thing like i guess the main why was it so sad for me i felt like the show does a lot of show but not tell in a lot of really sad details where i don't know if it's a main story if it's like the first minute of the show the jesus rock becomes a wolf dog thing because the wolf dog dies next to it and so, as the, in the next minute, you realize, oh, that wolf uh, belongs to somebody else. I, and you kind of realize, oh, in that wolf's last moments, it was probably thinking, I gotta get home. To get I gotta home. get home. Yeah. And so it recontextualizes yeah. that thought after the fact. The wolf and I was like, to, to the king. And it does that like throughout the, the episode yeah. of like, not just like the despair, it gives you enough hope to like kind of slowly rip it apart from you and it, it's just yeah it perfectly encapsulates what like desolation and loneliness feels like yes. in the no, whole episode no, exactly and i think this yeah. is what's really important is like you know like Medi said it there are even me without reading the synopsis as well or the synopsis i read thankfully was too vague to give anything away really so good job to that particular synopsis i read but essentially i was still able to predict where it was leading to especially as someone who writes so i like analyze plot lines literally in my spare time to help my own writing but the thing is when you tap into some when you tap into a human emotion and a human fear that everyone knows and inherently understands which is loneliness and desolate or desolation but more specifically loneliness i think it doesn't even matter anymore if you see if you like see it coming because you understand that feeling so much and to witness it like illustrated so perfectly well with voice acting with a plus voice acting with you know mm-hmm. a beautiful animation with oh, that a gorgeous yeah. soundtrack when you put it all together it's like yeah like i don't care if i saw this coming it hurts just to see it and so um and i think that's where this episode absolutely sells it and i'm really worried guys and the reason why <laughs> is agnes had warned me ahead of time saying this manga is really sad and i have seen comments online very nice manga readers who did not spoil what's going to happen but manga readers who are like you might need to like hold some tissues close to you you know and then on top of the fact this is an award-winning manga it got nominated for a Mm -hmm. lot of awards Uh and won one of them so this so obviously the writing in the story is not about to go downhill anytime soon and so (laughs) 
It's the same author behind a silent voice. That was the that case. is also oh, what no, I realized no, after the fact. Why. I was like, oh, this person is oh, a I'm master ruined. of destroying the emotion. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. and so yep. yeah, so I like, finished. So adding all this together, I'm just like, oh no. And I like messaged my friend who doesn't watch anime. I was like, I have a bad feeling about this anime. Not as in like this anime is gonna be bad, bad feeling, but I'm like, I don't know if I will be able to emotionally take it. It's 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 the weekly crying ritual. I think the last time I had something like this was when I watched Kaiba. And it's still ongoing. Holy shit. It was like, you know it's going to be sad because the last episodes like devastate you as you keep watching week after week of Kaiba. Um Mm -hmm. and so you know it's going to be sad you see it coming but you go into it and it still gets you and like i'm i am excited and afraid that this show is gonna do this to me and where i expected just some lame romance i'm not kidding the title makes it sound like suki gaku right or something like it sounds like 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 tony kaku over the moon for you to your eternity Tsukigakure. I feel like they all flow, like, as far as name is concerned. I did not expect this from the name. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It was, it really was something. Uh, it was worse for me because everyone, uh, Grace was asking me, did you not cry, Quokka? And I'm like, my eyes got sweaty, but I was so busy dealing with anime training stuff that I couldn't have time to actually, like, process. Yeah, I, I, I wrote back. I was like, when anime is making you feel feels, but the business life is interrupting. <laughs> it's really. like I just like stared stone face at the wall, being like, I I can't cry. I want to cry, but nothing's coming out. So I'm just like. <laughs> I think one of the top comments too. I think it was on the Crunchyroll YouTube when they uploaded a clip of Two Eternity. Someone's like, I just stared at my phone afterwards. Like I didn't know what to react, and it was just in this state of holy shoot oh um my favorite comment right now is since i'm covering it on our social media um so if anyone's wondering who's writing these to your eternity <laughs> posts it's me and so um but essentially i wrote about how like this first episode made me like reduce me into a puddle of tears literally like sobbing <laughs> at my desk and i was exercising while sobbing and so, <laughs> but essentially uh i was like i don't know if i'm gonna make it through this whole thing intact essentially and then my favorite comment is just a simple sentence which is just good luck my friend <laughs> and that's it and i was just like yeah i probably need it so and on that quick note for two turn day i forgot for vivi vivi was our 19th place for most anticipated anime and two eternity was fifth so a lot of people were oh. at least aware of this show and we did and but this is interesting too because we didn't i don't think we got much previews as well like we knew about it we knew it was like a signed voice but that's well, it the, the manga um, readers so. you know it has source material it's an adaptation it definitely so. helped yeah well tokyo revengers same so that's why it's it really interesting to see the the two difference but again uh the, those god two turn i i i was tweeting with, with another person who's like we're just gonna have weekly therapy sessions at this point <laughs> because <laughs> Ooh, okay so now i'm going through the list i didn't realize this was animated by brain space so they did durarurad rockano uh Nazi uh don't forget they also oh, do not really? facebook of yeah friends. and penguin drum yeah. which is like okay these are like amazing shows Ooh. wow so yeah welcome they've the, done quite a bit the list. they were welcome uh the so list. they were actually supposed to air in 2020 but got pushed back October, because yeah. of the pandemic and so which i've heard i've seen sakuga people on twitter praising the team for making that decision 
because they could like basically saying they could have forced it in October of 2020. Like they, they really could have, but they made the decision to essentially give up their spot and push it back later to make sure it's in a good spot. And most students should too. do that because if they did, if they forced it, it would have been like a wonder egg priority thing. Well, okay. Well, I'm fortunate enough to pay the, play the devil's advocate as a business person. In the end of the day, it's business too. And it's very tough to, to make these decisions and it's not something that studios often can do so like it's one thing for sock to, to praise it yes they were able to get with but another thing it, it's it's really tough so brain space fortunately and also the, the production committee too which is multiple investors in this anime acknowledged and understood that and were willing to do this delayed risk and give up their broadcast slot merchandise and a ton of huge promotion opportunities mm-hmm. in japan so it's not that easy. I mean, we can praise it now, but it's again, it's such a very gray and difficult. It's like knowing how the sausage is made. Once you do, it's like, oh god, right? So, I just want, I want to do want. To, I do want to iterate that, but mm-hmm. yeah, what's the equivalent? I guess in the in the anime industry, the delay the delay could be eventually good, but the promise Neverland season two is forever. <laughs> 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 We'll leave it there. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll be talking a lot about Tier Eternity. I think this is one that's gonna be sticking around too on the podcast as well. Like there's there's just a lot to dissect for that too. Um but last on the list, um not quite a seasonal anime, but I we wanted to talk about it because this was definitely highly anticipated. Uh The Way of Your House Husband is now out on Netflix. There are five episodes. This podcast is not sponsored by them. Um but I only say that because we do a lot of coverage on Netflix too. And if you do follow our website, we have a hub. Uh, so this is not sponsored, but we didn't want to talk about it because it 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 broke. I wouldn't say break the broke the internet, but it definitely was like holy shoot, we got an anime of this, and it was announced. Then the trailer came out, and a lot of people yeah. were like, "Ooh, PowerPoint, e." Um, but having watched, I haven't watched all of it. I only watched the first episode. There are five episodes out already, and we are getting a part two that has been confirmed. Um, I mean, to me, it was. I think it was fine. I mean, I can kind of see what people are complaining about, but I thought it was fine personally. But so, <clears throat> thoughts, everyone? I talked about it with Nick already because, yeah, we, we, we like to talk about anime together. <laughs> um, but essentially, um, I'm not totally against the style they chose in regards to sort of like right. doing a manga-esque styled anime. The issue is when there's a lot of clearly a lot of movement like there was one part where the um where the house husband like threw the guy out of the window oh i saw clips of that yeah yeah when there's movement like that it feels extremely stunted and it really just takes you out versus when it's like the most like funny dramatic moments where he po where he's not purposefully posing but he poses and he's like and he's like very intimidating and he just sort of like shadows over you like that's when it really works that stylist that style they chose and so my personal opinion is i think they should have blended it like i think they should have kept mm-hmm. with the stylistic animation they chose but they should have put in animation when there are heavy movements like throwing the guy out of the window <laughs> and so was that in the first episode yeah first, um, that first, was in the first episode, first episode yeah. one, of the, one of the initial bits i'm trying to remember it got nowadays 
Everything's blurring. Oh, I'm there, there's just moments. He goes um, like extreme, like Super Saiyan Dragon Ball Z on them, and then combines it where like the Yakuza stare, where you're like, you don't know like what he's gonna do. So like the pauses do create like the dramatic tension, but those were already like ingrained, I guess, into the manga. Yeah. Um. I think I just think the ones when there's heavy movement is mm-hmm. when they when they really needed actual animation, and so because there is very very minimal animation involved in it, and which is sad because I think the premise is really unique. I don't think there's a lot of anime out there with this sort of premise at all, which is essentially an ex yakuza who literally quit being. Yakuza just so he can be a house husband to his wife who he loves a lot. So, um, so yeah. Well, I got takes <laughs> uh, that I've had since the, the PV came out, basically. Um, all in all, I, I agree with everything said that, like, the visual style is not ideal, far from perfect, and it would benefit from being more animated in those scenes, especially. But I really think it's, like, to me, it's, like, a minor afterthought. And I say that because I think the sound design is really good and carries it. And that's, like, the main thing, especially in a wacky comedy like this. Um, It it was definitely felt, like, a little underwhelming and soft in some of those bits where, like, you know, there should be movement. But I was genuinely impressed by how the sound carried some of those. Sometimes it was something really mundane, like when he's at the vending machine and his uh, old, you know, his old jock as a friend runs into him. Uh, the Roomba! Like the of just... <laughs> the Roomba. There's so many detailed, like, sound effects they put in of him just repeatedly, like, getting machines out. I mean, not machines, sorry, getting bottles out of the machine. Yeah, the, the Roomba was great. Um, <laughs> oh, I man, I can't wait to watch that thing. cracking up at the, the happy birthday scene. I think that's episode two. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tsuda Ken hauntingly singing happy birthday was uh, 10 out of 10. And, like, that, that's one of my main points for, like, wow, sound design goes a long way. Like, because the complaint I keep hearing is that, like, at worst, if there's no animation, it's, like, all just these stills, it's, like, oh, it's just the manga. I'll just read the manga. And to that, I just say, like, I... If I had to just listen to the audio of this anime while, like, manually clicking, you know, the manga panels, like, I would still have a way better time than reading the manga without that sound. So, like, even if you concede that it's no better than just manga panels, like, I think the sound alone gives it merit and makes it plenty enjoyable as a comedy. I think though, um, I think though that this is a unique situation because you do value sound design and sound mixing a lot more than the average viewer. I, I'm just going to say that right off the well, bat. Well, other people should just get more correct opinions and use their ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, obviously, but I mean, that's a fair point. I guess one other question I have, because like so much of the show feels like one unforced production error after another because not only is it just forcing this four coma manga style of animation that the producers are on record saying oh this is the this is the direction we wanted to go with yeah i am curious i don't know how much money netflix paid for this show i I'm, i'm only speculating i would not be happy if this is what i got when i was expecting like a full animation between like when the guy gets kicked out of the window um 
And the other weird part for me is like it's so far it's only five episodes in a batch. Um, there's more episodes releasing soon, but each episode is 17 minutes long, which is seven minutes shorter than like your average anime episode. So I'm just wondering where did the money go if they spent as much money as I think they spent on this show? All of it was on Suda Ken. Suda Ken is the money, I mean, Lebowski. It is true. They yeah, they they definitely true. blew the budget on the that. But <laughs> it's not like this production rant runs into a animation problem because of the budget. They they probably had the budget to do what we wanted it to look like. Well, here budget is one factor. You realize the other factor is time, and so like, if regardless how much they were paid, they said like, "Hey, we can have this ready," you know, or like produced in this time if we do it this way. Like that's that's incentive. It's true, I but do want to note. So. I do want to note though in the interviews with like the production people. I think it was the director. Um, the director basically said that this was extraordinarily hard, and it was not at all, uh, you know like not time consuming if anything it seems to he seemed to insinuate yeah. it was more time consuming and so um because it's something they're not and, used to doing too right well yeah the, here's well the other thing is like you have to draw all of these like obviously there are fewer frames but you have to like draw a whole new image so much more frequently compared to having one shot where you just like move a character if you, I mean, almost like they had to like make a lot more example, keyframes but... as opposed to the in between frames. So that probably takes a lot more work. Yeah, per frame. I think that's a good way of putting it. But the it, problem yeah. is like when you do that, like you spent more money or spent more work to make your product look cheaper right. than it actually probably was, which is like again an unforced that's what... production error. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I mean, my personal opinion is from the sound of that interview. Obviously, they can't say it directly, but it didn't sound like the director was very pleased with what the producer had asked them to do so um so this is a very interesting sort of situation yeah, they passed it off as like oh he challenged me to do this under this limitation yeah and i will say you know limitation breeds innovation and um, problems too and, like so you know, we'll it's not like this is that's exactly... that's that's a weird thing when they said part two was announced so part of me wonders and i try to like i'll probably end it on that it's like maybe it changes for part two because they're not constrained by that broadcast release like most tv anime have it's like a netflix thing so maybe they're like oh yeah there's a reason maybe someone internally was like oh this didn't turn out as well as we thought it was even though the intention was this let's just do the first five for now and then fix the next five because you know you can do that but i don't know like i said it really is hard to tell we can only speculate it's the first of its not first of its kind. We we gotten a lot of Netflix anime before, but this one they put a lot behind it. Like they had a whole show and everything. Like Suda Ken and a bunch of people. They had a show the day it came out and everything. And I think even a show beforehand. And I don't know how many t- times I've seen Suda Ken in the flesh on live stream like three times already. <laughs> so who knows? Mm-hmm. And the other the last thought I had is like it's not really an anime because the producers have said this is an emotion <laughs> comic. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's and I'm true. like, what does that even mean? Like, why? <laughs> like, I, I, I want the Sakuga blog tea drop on the show eventually. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. And, like, I am very excited because there's I, something I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to... 
I'm going to stubbornly live the rest of my days as like uh, an apologist. Show. <laughs> I'm laughing but, at the um, show. I enjoy it, but it's like so much of it is like, oh, what could have yeah, been? That's... This is my eyes are like, ah, oh, this is yeah. what would be lo- what it, what it would look like if they animated I, I mean, it. It's it, it, it's it, that's a fair point. It's because sometimes seeing like it's like getting that you know how to phrase this it's like you know you, you get a test back and you scored like an 83 or something and you're happy you're like cool i gotta be it did well and when you get, get like the 99 percent on the test instead of being like thrilled that you got an a plus you're like man i was this close to 100 it's like your your standard is kind of different i which will I think... take 99 <laughs> oh i mean yeah but you, you get what i'm saying with like the that that the mentality um what what funny comment like one little gripe i do have with the show is we have five episodes but each episode the first episode is like quote-unquote episode one through six or something oh my gosh yeah the different scenes they call them numbered episodes and i'm like you can't you can't do that in your show and then in the netflix menu that's confusing i i I haven't encountered a problem but i'll see that i see i probably see when i watch the next episode huh Oh, yeah, you'll see, because episode two will start with a little title card that says, like, episode eight or something. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> you, oh, oh, okay. I thought that was just, like, episode one, two, three, four within the episode, it's, not eight. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, that, that that's exactly what it is. I'm just saying that's confusing, mm. because they're called episodes both in, you know, on Netflix, and then they're episodes Got within... It. Oh, episode. I thought that was just instead oh, of like dang. I thought that was just within episode one, they're like, here's one, two, three, four, to kind of mimic the four coma thing and the reset. Oh, wow, okay, interesting. That's exactly what it is, but just... Huh, okay. You know, we're running in well, circles. Yeah, we are, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know, we're definitely running in circles, but yeah. we'll get there when we get there. I mean, we'll see. I, we will probably re- be re- revisiting this soon when part two comes out, and then, who knows, surprise. We might get a surprise, or we just get the mm-hmm. same usual stuff. We'll find out, so... Because, um, but yeah. Either way, uh, that was a lot of anime. Holy shoot, we covered a lot. We've... I mean, quick recap, we did our speedrun originally, and then Tokyo Revenger, Shadow's House, Vivi, Florite, I Song, To Your Eternity, and then The Way of the House Husband. Uh, everything we've mentioned tonight, with excluding The Way of the House Husband, is now votable on the Anime Trending's uh, weekly charts and polls for the spring 2021 anime season. Um, the reason we don't do The Way of the House Husband is they drop all episodes at once, and we'll, that'll be included in a wildcard round since you got part two coming out soon, so that's why we don't have it weekly as well. You have a comment, Nick? I was just talking to myself. I'm so scared. So be real. If you made it to the end of this podcast, surprise. I mean, we've mentioned it before. We have our cameras up, which helps us make cues. Sorry, no, I was I was literally we're gonna cut this probably, but I was trying to think of something cool to say on my outro and I we're keeping that in like the constant nerve wracking experience. If if we kept my intro to this episode, we're keeping that in very good. Um but don't worry, outro's coming out soon. But yes, please do consider voting um in our weekly charts. Uh there's so much anime. I think we're currently planning. We'll see another episode podcast for the spring 2021 anime season. So stay tuned to that. Give me an idea. We only covered 30 or less than 30% of my watch list. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But yeah. We covered most of mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. But yeah, with that in mind, thank you so much for listening. As always, thank you very much for your support as always as well too. And it's always a pleasure to be able to talk to anime with you guys as well. Uh, I am Quok. I am Nico. I'm Gracie. 
I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh my god. I'm Medi. And we'll see you next I'm time. Ready to go. <laughs> to go to bed. Bye. Bye. Bye.